The Soccer Gambling Podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code SGP when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 if the college basketball underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's code SGP to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Your bracket may be bust, but your bankroll never has to be with BetQL. Use the promo code MARCH30 for 30% off the entire year at BetQL. That's BetQL and the promo code MARCH30. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best college better in the country? Odds Crowd is challenging you to prove it with their free March Madness fantasy betting contest with over $8,000 in cash prizes. Download their app today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home for free daily video picks from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our page at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. Follow the PicksWise Kappa contest at picksWise.com for free picks and analysis throughout the tournament. See which expert is trending hot as they battle it out for a winner-takes-all $10,000 prize over at PicksWise.com. And finally, we're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge operates like a stock exchange for the sports world. Pick teams that you like and have someone else buy the other side. Sign up at BetterEdge.com and use the promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's B-E-T-T-O-R Edge.com and the promo code SGP. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. Check out my website, lockbetting.com. That's lockbetting.com, where we are heading towards our 94th month of consecutive transparent tracked profit. The pin tweet at SGP Soccer is always the PL from the previous month over at lockbetting.com. So you can track that for a few months if you're reluctant to sign up. Or you can head over to lockbetting.com and you can look at all of the previous PLs that we've had over the course of time. 93 months of track profit, as I said, as we look to head towards our 94th this month. Looking at this week's EPL, there are only four games. So obviously we are covering the FA Cup quarterfinals on this show as well. But we will begin with an immediate reaction to the Champions League draw. Later on, I'll be doing thus Bundesliga show and I'll be looking at the new odds Based on the Champions League draw, we don't have the odds at the moment. So all we have right now is my immediate reaction. And my immediate reaction is, my first take is, that Real Madrid should completely stop focusing on La Liga. They are substantially behind Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid are showing signs of choking, but I think Barcelona are in a better position to capitalise on that. And given that Real Madrid have been given this draw, 
I believe they have more of a chance now of winning the Champions League than they do of winning La Liga, especially because the final is a one-off game. Now, in a two-legged tie against Bayern Munich and Manchester City, I don't give Real Madrid any chance. However, Bayern Munich and Manchester City look like they're going to clash in the semi-finals. Manchester City have been drawn against Dortmund and Bayern Munich are playing PSG in a rematch of last year's final. I don't like PSG in that tie and I don't like Dortmund to be able to keep up with Manchester City, especially with Dortmund's backline. I think City's defence this season could be good enough to take care of Haaland or at least deny him scoring a couple of goals here in this tie. And if they can shut him out, if they can just keep him down to, to one goal, that is a major threat neutralised there and I cannot see City exiting the competition at this stage. So I think that's going to be one semi-final. On the other side, I think it's a dream draw for Real Madrid. I think Liverpool have got far too many problems and I think Real Madrid will get through. And at the same time, I think Chelsea will have far too much for Porto. I think Juve were very, very lacklustre. They were lacklustre when Porto went down to 10 men and they were lacklustre in the first leg and they were the makers of their own downfall. Otherwise, they would probably be favourites to make the final. If Juve were here, you would certainly think that they would have a chance of getting past Chelsea and beating the winner of Real Madrid and Liverpool. But unfortunately for them, they are out and they have squandered their best chance in years of making a Champions League final. So it's wide open for, for three of these teams here. I don't like Porto, but um, any one of Liverpool, Chelsea or Real Madrid could get through. If Liverpool can sort out their defence and can get their attack to click, they have a chance of making this Champions League final. But for me, I fancy Real Madrid to come out of this side. I have identified Chelsea on previous podcasts as a dark horse horse and I still think they are that they are a dark horse they're difficult to score against but we have to look at where their defense is going to be in a month's time when there's a potential semi-final coming around against Real Madrid if they're still playing the way they are and they're still defending the way they are keeping the clean sheets that they are keeping then I think they have a very very good chance of making this Champions League final in fact I think we have a very good chance of an all English Champions League final but my main takeaway would be if you're Real Madrid who are massively underachieving, but you have the quality there to win one-off games. On any given day, Varane and Ramos can be the best centre-back pairing in the world. Marcelo can come in and do a job for you at left-back. I know at the the moment Mendy's playing more of the games, but I do think Marcelo can be world-class on one night. I think the same for, for Danny Carvajal. Same for Modric, Tony Cruz. I know I'm talking about aging players, but we are talking about players that still have it in the locker to have an unbelievable game. Casemiro, one of the best holding midfielders in the world. Karim Benzema has been unbelievable. He's been one of the best players in Europe since uh, Ronaldo left. I'm surprised that he's not been shortlisted for, for the Ballon d'Or. Obviously, I think Lewandowski was, was the right winner, but Benzema wasn't even on in the conversation. He's been carrying Real Madrid since Cristiano Ronaldo left. And up front, you obviously have a plethora of wingers that have underachieved, namely Eden Hazard. Uh, you have Vincent Jr. there. You have Asensio. You have Isco. You have enough. You have enough to win this competition. You have enough to pose a threat in a final, be it against Bayern Munich or Manchester City. So I think Real Madrid, if I was them, I would be focusing here on the Champions League because they have a major opportunity to do what Zidane has done very often here. He's done it three times. He's won Champions League trophies for Real Madrid. So 
That's my main takeaway coming out of the Champions League. I'll have a more in-depth look at this at the start of Das Bundesliga show when I have some odds to look at as well. And uh, I will be doing an overall preview show for these champ- for these Champions League quarterfinals. That will be dropping on Sunday. And I'll also be touching on the Europa League as well because we are waiting for the Europa League draw at the moment as I'm doing this show. I wanted to get this out immediately after the Champions League draw was done. So let's move on to this EPL schedule for the weekend. Four games being played beginning on Friday night with Fulham hosting Leeds United. It's 11 to 8 here on Fulham. It's 12 to 5 here on the draw and it's 19 to 10 here on Leeds. Leeds are considered to be a massive goal scoring team whose games regularly produce loads of goals. But that isn't actually factually correct. And what that does is it skews the over-under lines because Leeds have this reputation. Therefore, I'm going to be jumping on the under here at 10 to 11. Under 2.5 goals have been scored in eight of Fulham's last 10 league games, which is no surprise when you're talking about Fulham. But Leeds have failed to score in four of their last five matches. Leeds have also failed to notch in each of their last two away games, whereas Fulham have scored just one goal in their last five home fixtures combined. So... I really love the under here. The fact that you're getting it at 10 to 11, as I said, is massively skewed by Leeds' reputation uh, of being a team that take part in entertaining end-to-end games that have lots of goals. That isn't statistically correct, especially isn't statistically easy for me to say, statistically correct as of late. And um, we're going to be jumping on the under here for this one, especially given Fulham's defensive record. They're a very, very difficult team to break down. The fact that they are getting out of relegation problems at the moment is mainly down to their defence. They kept a clean sheet away to Liverpool en route to a 1-0 away win there. So I'm confident that this one will go under and that'll be the pick here for this one on Friday night. Under 2.5 goals here between Fulham and Leeds. Up next, we move on to Brighton versus Newcastle where Brighton are the 4-6 favourites. It's 13-5 to the draw and it's 19-4 to on Newcastle. For me, that's a pretty inflated line on Brighton. I do think that they'll win this game and really get themselves out of relegation problems. But I really don't think that's a fair price here at 4-6, to six, given how, how lackluster Brighton are in front of goal. I prefer to go for the under. This is a Newcastle team who've lost seven of their last nine Premier League away games, which is why it's easy to fade them, which is why they are in relegation problems. And the main team that could replace Fulham in the bottom three. Brighton have lost just three of their last 10 league assignments, although before last week's win, they did lose three in a row before that. Brighton have kept a clean sheet in three of their last five home matches. And this Newcastle team have failed to score in six of their last eight Premier League away contests. Last week, Brighton finally managed to score two goals. They only scored two goals combined in their three games before that, which led to them losing three games that they shouldn't have lost. So they are a team who find it difficult to convert chances. And we've just looked at Newcastle's goal scoring record there. That's why, again, I'm going for the under here in this one. The under two and a half goals is available at four to six. And seeing as that's at the same price as Brighton to win this game on the money line, I would rather be on the under here in this one. Up next, we look at West Ham versus Arsenal, where West Ham are the 9-5 underdogs here. It's 12-5 the draw, and it is 6-4 on Arsenal. We will uh, get off the under train here, 
because my lean for this one would be for both teams to find the net. Both teams have scored in four of the last six meetings between West Ham and Arsenal. I went to one of these games a few years ago. Both teams did not score in that one. It was 1-0 to West Ham. Uh, Both teams have notched in five of Arsenal's last seven league assignments. West Ham have won five of the last six home games here. So they may be a live dog in this one, especially with Arsenal coming off the back of a European game on Thursday. And Arsenal have won just one of their last four away league contests. So West Ham on the double chance does offer some value but I do like both teams to score in this one at four to five Arsenal have found it very very difficult to keep a clean sheet as of late I do believe they've now gone 11 games in a row I haven't researched that that part of it but I, I do believe they've gone 11 games in a row without keeping a clean sheet but you do fancy with their attack that they'll be able to score here away at West Ham it's weird because I also think there's enough data here when you're looking at West Ham's games to take an under. So perhaps a play on a 1-1 scoreline. If you think there's, there's there's corresponding data for both teams to score, along with data for to support unders in West Ham games, perhaps a one all scoreline here does prevent does provide you with some significant value at seven to one. So have a little sprinkle on that, but I'm gonna take both teams to score as my lean here at four to five in this one. Up next, Aston Villa versus Tottenham. Let's take a second to talk about what happened to Tottenham yesterday. They were the favourites to win the Europa League going into that game. Three to one favourites to win the Europa League. They were 2-0 up from the first leg against Dynamo Zagreb. Now, granted, I looked at Dynamo Zagreb's record and they had only lost one time in their last 16 games at home in Europe, winning 11 and drawing the other four. So it was going to be a difficult place to go to. But the situation favoured Tottenham because Dynamo Zagreb were going to have to come out and attack and it should have left gap behind for Tottenham to exploit, except Tottenham's intention there was to go there and park the bus and come away with a, with a goal of straw, which was a normal Mourinho tactic that worked, but not with this Spurs team. This team isn't good enough to defend like that. The Man United team he had previous to, to this Tottenham team weren't good enough to defend like that and get that kind of result. So it was a tactical error, especially when this Dynamo Zagreb team were there for the taking. Tactically, they were there for the taking in this situation. And the fact that their manager resigned a couple of days before the game because he's going to jail for tax fraud. So they didn't even have a manager. Everything here was in favour of Tottenham, not only qualifying, but winning both games. Tottenham ended up losing in 90 minutes 2-0. They then lost in extra time 1-0, which adds up to 3-0 overall, 3-2 in aggregate, and they ended up going out of the Europa League. Harry Kane missed an open goal in extra time. They also had chances in the game. Harry Kane had a clear header from a few yards out to, to score at the end of normal time shocking, shocking, embarrassing result for Tottenham, who are now out of the Europa League. And Man United are now significant favourites to win that competition with Arsenal as the second favourite. So humiliating exit for Tottenham. Their only chance of a trophy now remains in the League Cup because they're not playing FA Cup this weekend. And they are up against Manchester City in the League Cup, who are the kings of the League Cup. So it's not looking very, very good for Tottenham, sitting eighth place in the league. In a League Cup final, yes, but going up against Manchester City and an embarrassing exit from the Europa League. Terrible, terrible season. And I can really see Mourinho not being in charge of this team next season. This has been a horrible season for Tottenham. Um, coming into this game, they asked the still the 11-8 favourites to win away to Aston Villa. It's 12-5 to draw and Aston Villa are the 2-1 underdogs. 
I think Tottenham will be stronger favourites at kickoff here. Um, keeping my ears to the ground, I, I know that Jack Grealish isn't going to play in this game. So I see Tottenham nicking a tight game here. I like the under here once again in this one. Under 2.5 goals have been scored in seven of Aston Villa's last nine league games. Villa have notched one or fewer goals in each of their last nine top flight games. Tottenham have scored one or fewer goals in 11 of their last 12 Premier League away games and Villa have only won one of their last six fixtures. Obviously, that is down to the absence of Grealish, who's a key player in their team. So I think this is a good opportunity for Tottenham to get the win. I think they'll nick this I like a 1-0 scoreline here for Tottenham which is available at 11 to 1 I'm not going to take Tottenham on the money line I think that's too risky given their current form but I do like Tottenham here as a pick which is available at 3 to 4 so 100 pounds on that will return you 175 and I think that would be my secondary lean here after the under in this one so that concludes your EPL action. We now move on to the FA Cup. The FA Cup begins 12.15 UK time on Saturday with Southampton travelling to Bournemouth. This is a derby. These two teams are neighbours separated by around about 25 miles. Bournemouth are the 5-2 to two underdogs here to win this game. It's 12-5 the draw and it's 21-20 uh, on Southampton. Southampton looked all right last weekend against Brighton, even though they lost the game. They are starting to get some players back and they should have too much here for Bournemouth. Obviously, this is a derby, though, and it should be quite a heated and hotly contested affair. Don't forget that Bournemouth were in the Premier League last season, so they will be a competent opponent. I can see both teams finding the net here. Both teams have scored in five of Bournemouth's last seven games. Southampton have kept a clean sheet in just two of the last 12 assignments and Southampton have failed to win 10 of the last 12 matches. Matches. Bournemouth have avoided defeat in four of the last six home fixtures since a managerial change. So I think we could see both teams scoring here in this game. I really like that play, but I also like Southampton to qualify. Looking at this more as a, as a, as a parlay piece and Southampton to qualify is available at three to five here in this one. Up next, we move on to the game between Everton and Manchester City, where Manchester City are the one to four favourites to win here away to Everton on the money line. It's 17 to four to draw and it's nine to one on Everton. I think out of Manchester City's priorities, this would be the lowest this season. I think we could see some heavy rotation here. Manchester City are mainly focused this season on the Champions League. The league looks one, and I think for the other cup competition they would prioritise would be obviously that League Cup final because they're already in it. So I think FA Cup is a definite fourth for them. So that gives Everton a real chance here, not to qualify, but at least to be very competitive in this game. I like Everton plus 1.5 goals here on the Asian handicap line, which is available at even money. You cash this if Everton lose by one goal. If Everton lose by two goals, obviously you, you, you lose this play. But I think they're going to be able to compete enough to lose this game by, by one goal. Or maybe even force this into extra time. Think about this. This is everything for Everton this season. This is the last chance that they have for a trophy. A cup run is far more important for Everton than it is for Manchester City, who are battling on three other fronts. I can definitely see goals in this game as well. Both teams have scored in five of the last six meetings between the two sides. Man City have won each of the last six encounters with Everton, and they beat Everton 3-1 at Goodison Park last month. And obviously City come into this on the run of winning 24 of the last five, uh, 24 of the last 25 games in all competitions with that only loss coming in the Manchester derby against Man United. So, Everton plus 1.5 will be my pick here, even money in this one. 
Moving on to Sunday's two quarterfinals and we see Chelsea hosting Sheffield United where Chelsea are the 2-7 favourites. It's 19-4 to the draw and it's 11-1 to on Sheffield United. Don't want to get in the way of this Chelsea team. Perfect team for Chelsea to play against. Chelsea don't concede goals and Sheffield United don't score any goals. Chelsea have kept 11 clean sheets in their last 13 matches. Sheffield United have failed to score in five of their last six games. Chelsea have kept clean sheets, sorry, have kept six clean sheets in a row at Stamford Bridge and Chelsea have won nine of their last 13 assignments. Thomas Tuchel has really turned his team around. They look defensively solid. Sheffield United won't be able to score in this game. I like Chelsea to nil here at 6-5. An even safer play than that is Chelsea and under 4.5 goals here, which is available at 4-7. If I was still doing locks, I would take my lock here in this game between Chelsea and Sheffield United. Before we move on to the last game, let me tell you guys about the locks. I am going to bring those back. I want to bring them back in time for the Champions League and Europa League future show that I'm going to do on Sunday. I said I wanted 50 new reviews. I need 18 more reviews. I need 18 reviews over the weekend. So if you can do 18 reviews for the soccer gambling podcast this weekend, then I will see it. Sean and Ryan will tell me and we will bring the locks back in time for Sunday. I'll record that show on Sunday. It will be available to you on Monday and hopefully it will have a futures lock on it and we'll have locks moving forward. And uh, yeah, that's simply all we need. I mean, I have hinted at a few locks, especially over on the Bundesliga show, which has been absolute fire. The last few Bundesliga shows have been 7-1, and 6-2 and two, and 7-2. and two. And I have said a couple of times that if we were doing locks, this is what I would lock up. So that's pretty much me, me trying to give you locks because I cannot resist giving you guys free money. It's something that we've done for years. I don't want to be in a situation where I'm not doing locks just because of a few idiots. And obviously, after that sticky time that we had in December and, and at times in January, we've totally come out of the other side of that. So if you guys have been listening to the shows, you know what we've been doing here on the EPL show. And the Champions League show in midweek went 3-1 and one as well. And, of course, the Bundesliga show as well. As well. So we look to continue that momentum, keep it riding here into the next month and um, beyond that. And I will be looking for the locks to be an integral part of that moving forward. So moving on to this final game, it's Man United travelling to Leicester. Man United have had the Indian sign over Leicester recently in a vital game at the end of last season. They beat them away from home to finish third and they are the 6-4 favourites here to beat them again. It's 12-5 on the draw and it's 19-10 on Leicester. United just managed to grind out these tough games away from home. They're just coming off the back of winning away to AC Milan. A few weeks ago, they won away in the Manchester derby. You just have to ride Man United on the road this season, especially when key players are missing here for Leicester. James Madison isn't there. He's a big playmaker for Leicester. Harvey Barnes is out as well. So whereas Leicester have been able to grind out a few results in, in recent weeks, I think this is going to be too tough for them. I expect a strong Manchester United team here to guide us into the semi-finals. I'm more comfortable taking us here to qualify than I am over 90 minutes. Man United to qualify here are available at 4-5 to five and Leicester here are available at even money. I do think that extra half an hour does give you a little bit more protection. 
this game doesn't go straight to penalties. It goes into extra time first. And then the penalty shootout comes after that. And even if it does go to penalties... I think Man United probably do have more more talented penalty takers when you're looking at Martial, Rashford, Fernandes, all players that can step up for you. Whereas on Leicester's side of things, I can really only look at Tielemans and and Jamie Vardy who could potentially take penalties. Although Kasper Schmeichel is a quality goalkeeper, although he hasn't always played in the FA Cup. So I think rotation will be key here. But Man United have shown throughout the season that they are able to rotate as long as Bruno Fernandes is in the team being a key playmaker. We just saw Pogba return on Thursday. I'm not sure he'll immediately feature in this game, but he will be an option on the bench. But look, Man United, when they play against Leicester, Leicester are a team that likes to counter-attack. Man United are a team that likes to counter-attack. But when these two teams play each other, Man United always seem to have the counter-attacking advantage and Leicester are missing key ingredients that allow them to counter in terms of Madison and Barnes so there is a bit of pace here missing at at Leicester there is a little bit of danger there are some players that make Jamie Vardy tick and it's more difficult for him to tick without the weapons around him so Man United to qualify here for me in this one available at four to five so that concludes this edition of the EPL show looking at this weekend's EPL games and the FA Cup quarterfinals as I said, there will be a future show looking at the Champions League and the Europa League on Monday. And there'll be some reaction to the Champions League odds over on Das Bundesliga show. But that's it from me. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening. It's finally spring and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.